In this session entitled Exposing Assumptions, I'm going to show you how what we think colors our perspective of reality and determines how we respond to people and situations. It's imperative we allow for honest evaluation of our perspective and our opinions so we can determine whether or not they align with truth and reality. This session will expose how personal and culturally held assumptions can be identified and how examining the fruit of these assumptions helps us to assess whether they are worth holding onto or replaced. My goal is to enable you to recognize common assumptions that are often made to explain business and economic decisions and policy and to show you that we must evaluate the validity of assumptions in light of the economic consequences they produce. I will also challenge you to determine the root cause of why assumptions are even made in the first place so that you can be better prepared to effectively and compassionately help others view reality differently. So let's jump in. In, in this session, we talk a lot about looking at people's assumptions as a means of explaining why their economic condition may be you know, what it is. Talk a little bit about how postmodernism and this idea that I am the one who defines my own sense of destiny, my values and so on and so forth, finds this idea of blaming the external factors um, that attribute to why things don't work out the way that maybe I want them to work out. Um, why is it so much easier to blame these external factors rather than actually pointing the finger at oneself and finding out where am I responsible for the decisions in business, the decisions in finance, or, or even uh, policies uh, that affect our economy um, are being made? Once again, we're back to basics. And now we're back to the basics of the reality of sin and the reality that Christ dealt with the ultimate consequences of sin, which gives my personality, my assumptions about the nature of reality, that I am living in a context of the forgiveness of sin, which makes me open to examine what did sin do that I need to repent from and make sure that I don't do it again? When you remove the possibility of sin, you remove the possibility of vulnerability. You cannot be vulnerable in a world where there is no relief from the consequences of sin. And again, theology really matters. It really matters. Now, again, because we're dealing with business. When we're looking at the value system and the actual results and operation of a business, especially based on how much of my personal ego is involved in the business, if I have the ability to repent as an individual, it makes it much easier for me as a CEO or a corporate manager or the board of directors to be able to honestly ask the question, what are we doing wrong that is giving us results we don't want? If I, if I don't have that base spiritually and psychologically, 
I am going to be very reluctant to be able to honestly look at failure and put blame back on myself because blame is not destroying me as a Christian. Blame is opening a door for change. And that is, again, around the whole issue of being equally yoked. I want, to, I want my business connections to be as much as is possible with men and women who are freed from the fear of admitting mistakes because admitting mistakes and learning from them is the greatest opportunity we have to prosperity in the future. Yeah, I think we're all agreed that regardless of our particular political persuasion, that we certainly want to see issues such as in income inequality addressed, uh, particularly as it relates to minorities and so on. But what do you see as the outcome of the present assumptions that are being made about certain issues? Um, that economic poverty and inequality is somehow the product of, of Western capitalism. Where do you see the outcome of these issues going um, based on these kind of assumptions that we're making? I'm smiling, Simon, because this plays into one of the biggest presuppositions of reality that I hold. And that is you cannot deal with complex problems if you don't understand basic issues. Basics is everything. Understanding the basic issues. And the basic issue of the Marxist socialist point of view is someone is to blame for inequalities. And the only solution to inequalities is to take from one person assets and transfer them to another. That is basics 1A of, of their solution to the problem. They couldn't be more wrong. Couldn't be more wrong. And it comes back to the basic issue is, do you believe that transferring assets change people? Or do you believe that changing assets is not going to help people who will consume the assets. I don't want to give you money. I want to give you skill sets. Mm. I do not want you dependent on me because it may make me feel like a wonderful person and a savior of sort. And <clears throat> underneath the socialist ideology are people who have a tremendous unknown need to be saviors to other people. And the reason I know that is they actually, the way they're trying to deal with inequality is give assets away, which never resolve the problem, instead of giving self-empowerment to somebody else. I wanna empower you, not keep you dependent upon me in any way. And now we're back to what is love. Love is doing everything we can to see people empowered. Well, that is so great. And it's gonna give us some great fodder here for ongoing conversation as we get into this session. So with that, we'll transition into the lesson. Thank you, Dennis. My joy. Thanks for listening to The Point from Bridgepoint Forum. This podcast is a portion of our full lecture and forum presentation. Bridgepoint Forum enables Christians to bridge faith, 
and work by applying biblically-based economic principles, spiritual formation, and application for effective change in their workplace. Please visit us at bridgepointforum.org for more information.